You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 63, Shazam vs. Hellboy. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 63 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. Well, we've got some movie news. we got some television news. Also, this week, we have a battle of the superhero movies as lightning from the heavens goes against the fires of hell, and I review Shazam versus Hellboy. Oh, versus, watched... okay. And so we'll talk about both of those movies. Uh, but before we start that off, we have to remind everyone out there that the internet is not your friend. Because, unfortunately, there are spoilers out there for Avengers Endgame. Really? Uh, yeah. Apparently somebody who... Tom Holland. Well, it wasn't, <laughs> surprisingly, it wasn't Tom Holland this time. Or Mark Ruffalo, for some strange... Basically what happened is apparently somebody who was authorized to see the movie... Uh, I don't know if it was a reviewer. I'm not sure who this was, but a, either a reviewer or somebody who was involved with the studio got to see the movie early, and apparently they felt the need to pull out their phone and record some of it. Uh, specifically, the last battle, the last few minutes of the battle, including how it ends, and they posted it online. Oh, how evil. Yeah, and other people have picked that up, and they've been trolling people on the Internet. If they don't have the video, they are describing how the movie ends. And so a lot of people have already been talking about the spoilers. So we wanted to give you guys a heads up. If you've not heard, since we've only got a week to go, Mm -hmm. if you want to jump off the internet, that might not be a bad idea because, again, there's been a lot of trolls out there who have been putting the ending of the movie out there (laughs) in basically links. You know, it was, it's very much like, uh, if you remember, uh, and I'm trying to remember which which volume of um, of uh, Harry Potter it was, where there was a huge spoiler, something happening happened with Dumbledore, and somebody found out about it, and of course people are waiting to buy the book, and they're driving by screaming the the spoiler out mm-hmm. so that everybody knows. And um, you know, again, we have your mm-hmm. basic trolls. That wasn't an issue of Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, because Deadpool is standing outside the the bookstore in his Hufflepuff robes. Yeah. Deadpool is a Hufflepuff. He's one of my house. <laughs> and someone drove by and yelled out about Dumbledore, and I think he ends up killing him because... That's... Because it's a troll, and what do you do with trolls? You exactly. kill them. So I just wanted to let the geek watchers out there know, if you haven't... There's been a lot of warnings out there to let people know, but if you haven't heard yet, if you don't want to get spoiled, you may want to avoid... Especially Twitter and Reddit, because... That has been inundated uh, okay. with a lot so, of these spoilers. I don't spoilers. have Twitter and I don't go on Reddit, so yeah. but, that's why I haven't heard about it or seen it. But, you know, you may want to unplug for a week, and I wouldn't blame you. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to put that warning out if you hadn't heard, just so that you know. Again, the Internet is not your friend, so <laughs> just be careful. But where the Internet was, your, uh, was our friends, there's been a lot of news coming out of uh, Star Wars Celebration that uh, took place this uh, last week. And we finally now have not only a trailer, but we also have a name for the for the next Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker. So I think you've seen the trailer. Yep. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So what would you think? 
I mean, it, it was really exciting, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, you know, and the, the big reveal at the end. I just keep thinking, I was like, what Skywalker is going to rise? That's that's what's stuck in, in me. There are no Skywalkers left, so I don't, you know, what where are we going from here? What The, uh, the title is confusing i'm yeah. not sure yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. it's it's certainly veiled in some sort of a mystery i it would seem that the likely which is why i'm not going for it but it seems like the likely thing is that ray is somehow a descendant of skywalker mm-hmm. i mean that seems the most logical which is why i'm i'm leery of it now of course we have a son-in-law to skywalker obviously with kylo ren mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's necessarily where they're going either. Well, that's uh, it's a nephew, but I mean, uh, he's still solo. I just don't yeah. know. But it it looks really good, you know. Just like everyone else, excited to see Lando and uh, yeah. flying the Millennium Falcon. That looks great. You know, Ray is BA as always. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that parkour flip over the mm-hmm. uh, interceptor was pretty impressive yep. for sure. And, of course, we got J.J. Abrams coming back for this. And so there's, of course, a lot of questions on, is he going to re-retcon what Ryan Johnson retconned in the last movie? Mm. I don't know. There's no telling. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we know that after this movie, they're going to basically chill Star Wars, and which they've done. I mean, there's always been, like, a, a huge amount of time passes between trilogies. But, of course, this is going to be the end of this series what they call the skywalker series which these three trilogies were part of that so if and when star wars comes back it's going to be something that's going to be completely different mm-hmm. well so. we have you know uh, in between we had the clone wars you know tv series um mm-hmm. and now we're gonna have the mandalorian right so that's gonna be uh something that we can you know hang on to oh yeah and uh that, that trailer for the mandalorian looks really good mm-hmm. and so uh, from what i understand that's going to take place between the original trilogy, the New Hope trilogy, and the modern trilogy we have mm-hmm. now. that Kind of the rise of the First Order. Yeah, the mm-hmm. fall, you know, what happens after the fall of the Empire, and then, of course, you know, the rise of the, uh, the First Order. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say, of the uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer, that laugh at the end. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Palpatine is coming back. Is that what we're getting here? That's what every yeah. That's, that's what, what everybody's saying. That's what it looks like, and you do see that that little piece of the uh, the Death Star laying on the planet. Yeah, probably about where he landed. <laughs> yeah. after after Vader, you know, just threw him down the shaft. Threw him He's, down the shaft. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that little piece of the Death Star, which mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's compared to the Death Star, yes, a little piece compared to the planet that it landed on. You know, huge. Mm-hmm pretty massive definitely but so yeah and of course that's christmas around christmas time mm-hmm. that we'll, we'll finally get we'll get episode nine the rise of skywalker we'll see i mean ultimately this is uh three trilogies worth of movies are going to rest upon this mm-hmm. and we're going to get our last view of course of uh general leia yeah and how they're going to work be able to work her in you know it's going to be a little bit heartbreaking of course mm-hmm. it's, but uh, it'll be nice to see uh, her in the last in this last movie, but they've got a lot to wrap up in in one movie. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely see how that turns out. But uh, sticking with uh, Disney, of course, we talked about uh, on the podcast before Disney Plus's What If series. Mm-hmm. Well, they have finally uh, 
uh, announce what the first what if's going to be. What with, is it? Well, Bob Iger, CEO, talked about this on a video call to the stockholders, and basically, the episode is going to be what uh, what if Agent Carter had become the super soldier. Huh. Okay. Right. So, um, Captain Carter America. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Haley Atwell is supposed to be voicing uh, Agent Carter, okay. so they're bringing her back for that. Now, this is an animated series, mm-hmm. but she will be doing the voice. So apparently, she'll be the one who gets the Super Soldier serum, and she will become the Super Soldier. And Steve Rogers is going to stay the scrawny kid that he was. However, apparently, he's going to be getting a gift from Howard Stark, an armored suit. Mm. So he may be becoming the first Iron Man, first Iron Man yeah. way before Tony Stark be- became Iron Man. Yeah, so. and this is World War Two, so uh, I can just imagine he'll be like a tank. He won't be like sleek or like Iron Man is. He'll probably yeah. be heavy and bolted. and. Yeah, but he he should be able to fly because Howard Stark did create a flying car. Mm, okay. uh, you me- if you remember that from Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. So... He's probably going to be, yeah, a huge, bulky-looking thing, mm-hmm. but still have some of the, the Iron Man abilities, although, of course, they're going to be throwbacks, mm-hmm. which uh, I can't wait to see this. This is going to be so cool. Another trailer that I saw is for an Amazon Prime series coming out called The Boys. This yes. Is, yeah, this is based off the Garth Ennis comic. Uh, Seth Rogen, who brought us Preacher, uh, is going to be bringing us The Boys, and for... The geek watchers out there who've not read The Boys... I haven't read it, but I saw that trailer. Ooh. Yeah, so ba- uh, basically we're um, we're in a world of superheroes. Uh, it's a superhero uh, comic, but superheroes, of course, with great power comes great responsibility. And for some of these superheroes, they didn't get the memo. Yeah, I imagine superheroes that have no moral code, you know, and don't think of the consequences of their actions. Yes, and so we have basically bounty hunters who go out to take care of superheroes who cross the line. Mm-hmm. Carl so, Urban. Carl Urban, yes. Mm-hmm. So you have Judge Dredd going have... after the X-Men. Yes. So, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. The trailer looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, a lot of people you know, might think that I'm not really into dark superhero stuff. I am into it when it's appropriate. And definitely in this situation, it's certainly appropriate. Mm. And especially what Seth Rogen was able to do with Preacher, I can't wait to watch this. I know it's going to be darkly humorous and humorously dark. <laughs> so yeah, we definitely have that to look forward to. But since we're talking Amazon Prime, there's something, something else came out in the news this week uh, about Good Omens, which is, of course, our favorite yep. uh, that we're definitely looking forward to. There was a panel for Good Omens at uh, South by Southwest. And Michael Sheen was on it, David Tennant, John Hamm, Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. but also director Douglas McKinnon. And then he dropped a little bit of a bombshell toward the end of the panel. Did he mean to, or was this like, oop, slip spoiler? No, no. He meant to. He, he meant to. Okay. He meant to do this. He's a big fan of Doctor Who. And of course, he said, yeah. we've got the 10th Doctor. But that's not the only Doctor Who thing that's going on with Good Omens. Mm. He says, there are going to be seven or eight Doctor Who Easter eggs in Good Omens. Ooh. Huh. So, and how, do we know how many episodes we have of Good Omens? I don't know. Huh. I, they may have announced it, but I'm not this'll sure. This will be a fun Easter egg hunt. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. But he was nice enough to give us the first one. Okay. So here's the first Easter egg to look for. 
there's a character, Newton uh, Pulsifier, who's played by English comedian and actor Jack Whitehall. And the first time you see him going to a job, he's going to be wearing a tie. And that tie has the color scheme of the fourth Doctor's scarf. scarf. Okay. So we're, we're not just talking new who, we're talking deep cuts. Mm-hmm. So there's your first one. What he said was there are seven or eight of them in there in the series. There won't be easy to find, but uh, for all the Doctor Who fans and the Good Omen fans, they'll give you something to mm-hmm. to uh, rewind and see if you catch. Right. So something else to look forward to now, when Good Omens. May 29th? Yes. May 29th. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. something to look forward to. Amazon Prime is certainly paying off for me mm-hmm. for sure. So, let's do our head-to-head now. Shazam versus Hellboy. I uh, saw them both on Saturday. I, I watched Shazam, and, and as soon as I was done, went and bought my ticket and uh, saw Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And so, you mentioned that you'd seen Shazam. No, I've seen or, Hellboy. You've seen Hellboy. You've yes. not seen Shazam yet. I have yet. not seen Shazam. So, let me start out then. I don't want to do... I'm not going to do any spoilers for Shazam. For Shazam. I just... Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about it, because... I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, costume aside. <laughs> Ser- seriously, you're still stuck up on the costume. I'm not. No, I'm not. You I said that it, it wasn't. I, I said it wasn't a deal breaker. Uh-huh. The costume doesn't, for me, doesn't get that much better. But the movie itself was amazing. Okay. I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. I will say, a lot of people talked about how there there was a real shift in mood with Shazam, and boy, there really was in oh. this one. It. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Warner Brothers or the director or the screenwriters did this on purpose, but in a sense, it almost feels like a middle finger to Zack Snyder. Because oh. everything that Zack Snyder's wanted to do in these movies, this is the complete opposite. Huh. There are some, some dark moments in it, but in a way that I think fits the story. And it's funny. It's heartwarming. There's a lot of family involved in it. And I don't want to say more than this, but... Because of certain characters in the movie, I thought, oh, well, this will be a good stepping point for, you know, if they do another movie down the road, they could maybe look into some of this other stuff. I, like I said, I don't want to go into too much detail, but in the movie, they didn't wait. You get it. Hmm. It would shock the heck out of me that they went and stepped into this already, which that they opened that door, which they did it in a very, for me, a great way, which really... Uh, led into really the theme of the movie, and so it surprised me that we got it as we got what we got as soon as we got it. And in fact, they um, again, I don't want to go into too much detail, but even got more than expected from it. Zachary Levi just knocked it right out of the park, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of again people say you know this is a superhero version of Big. Yeah. And they even bring the piano in. Yes. Oh, for just brilliant. a second. For uh-huh. just a second, which mm-hmm. uh, the way they do it, it's like it's a moment where it should uh, it breaks the tension because it's right in the middle of a big fight, let's say. Uh-huh. And the fact that it happens, it's 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 great. Oh, it, it's great seeing Jerry as a as a foster father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but I really I really did enjoy the movie again. It's a step away from a lot of the stuff that, you know, Zack Snyder brought into the movie. And I'm not, again, we're not going to just, I know that a lot of people have been talking about some of the comments Zack Snyder made at a showing of Watchmen and some of the things he had to say about superheroes. He pretty much doubled down on a lot of stuff that he believes in. And I get it. But obviously, you know, 
Shazam didn't go down that road, and I'm glad it didn't because it it was absolutely everything that I wanted out of that movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of great action in it. There was a lot of great characterization in it, and they went places I didn't expect them to have the guts to go, uh, to go in this movie because they there was a passion and love for that character. And even when there was stuff that you're like, okay, they're not going to do that because that that that's just you know anyone who's read the old Shazam comics they know that there was some crazy stuff that happened in those comics and stuff that I thought in a million years they're they're not going to go down that road because it's just too weird no they did it they flat out did it and I I was I was really happy with the movie I was I mean it was everything that I wanted it was actually more than I wanted so I I really enjoyed it and then I went to see Hellboy. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Hellboy for a minute. So All right. It... As far as Hellboy goes, me personally, I I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I do understand why it's not getting the best of reviews. Yeah. It asks a lot of its audience. Mm-hmm. And when I left the theater, I felt like I had just binge-watched a series. And were I to sit down and tell someone about it, it would sound like I was talking about a series. Very Monster of the Week, all packed in one in one movie. There's a lot of monsters. There's a lot of stuff going on. If you're going to go see it, you need to brush up on your fairy tale lore and your Arthurian legend. It's very, very important. You need to you need to know what a changeling is right off the bat. You need to know fairies uh, have a weakness to iron. You need to know all these things. And it doesn't give us... We don't get to see... A lot of the animosity that Hellboy has toward humans because they have it toward him. Because all of his scenes with humans aren't that confrontational. He's in a bar and he's drinking with humans. He's in this arena and people are actually cheering for him. And so the character didn't get built up to where the switch for a dislike of humans... Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get enough of that. If you were, if you had seen the prior films, you know you kind of already had that because uh, you got to see a little bit more of that. Uh, this one definitely felt more like a comic movie, as to where the Del Toro movies felt more like a fantasy movie. Right. Which I'm fine with that. There is like, if we're going to go spoiler free, there is one character in Arthurian legend that I wish I wish they had swapped these two characters. Like rather than this, I think you know you'll probably know yeah. what I'm talking about. And instead of this character, I wish they had used this character over right. here. I think, and you probably figure, uh, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, one one definite thing that I could tell from the movie is apparently Hellboy is not part of any kind of a secret society that fights monsters. Everybody seems to. I mean, it's he's constantly out in public. Mm-hmm. People know about him, and so. There are clandestine societies. We just don't get to really see it. Right. I mean, we have like, you see one or two of them, Mm -hmm. but that's about it. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, if you're going in there thinking that, you know, Hellboy is supposed to be keeping himself hidden so people don't know that he exists. No, Mm -mm. no, that that has uh, that ship has sailed. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Now, I know a lot of people talked about this movie and they compared it a lot to Suicide Squad, especially with the editing. And I which I haven't seen, but yeah, I. I can see why people would say that. Okay. For me, I say the way I describe this movie, it's like speed dating. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, and then some bad stuff, and then some good stuff. But it never long enough to really kind of dwell in anything. It's like, I mean, there was cool stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. Baba Yaga. Ah, oh, Baba Yaga. Cool. Like I knew as soon as the house stood up, 
And I was like, oh, it's Baba Yaga. Yeah. And, um, and you know, uh, again, talking about the hard R, she's one of the reasons it's a hard R. Yeah. And you are reminded, you know, how scary Hansel and Gretel is because this is the witch. Baba Yaga is the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Right. And you see her meat cooler. Yeah. And remember that she eats children. And yeah. you get to see that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, be warned when you go yeah. see this hard R movie. It's a hard R movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, again, going back to Baba Yaga, cool. But in five minutes, she's gone. Mm-hmm. But that that's a lot of stuff. You, you'll get something for five minutes and then, okay, let's move on. Let's move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's constantly doing that. The, the fight with the giants. Yes. Cool. Very cool. But five minutes later, right. you're off to the next thing. Yeah, and you know, and looking at the giants, they are very cool. Uh, the fact that they have taken car parts and made armor out of it. Right. You know, that's brilliant. And uh, like, if it had been a series, and we had got you know, sixty minutes of fighting giants, awesome. Right. And Baba Yaga was, you know, she was gorgeous and not gorgeous. I don't know how to. Okay. She was a well great, realized. great looking character. Uh, they used yeah. contortionists to make her move the correct way. Yeah. And and unfortunately, what you, what you would consider the main villain was the only problem for me, makeup and costume wise, in the entire movie. Yeah. Everything else, makeup and costume wise. I was great with, you know, Hellboy looked great and all the the monsters looked great, except for her. Yeah. And that upset me. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, but yeah, because again, it was... it's me nitpicking. Um, well, you know, the thing about it is, yeah, they didn't really put a whole lot into it. But again, it's like everything is like nothing happens in the movie that doesn't get resolved in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Even the denouement uh, of the movie, it starts and ends in five minutes. The pacing on this movie was just breakneck. We are introduced to a lot of new characters that we don't really care about because we don't get to right. really spend a whole lot of time with them at all. Yeah, you just and shoved a lot of flashback exposition. A yeah. lot of flashback exposition. Oh, yeah, you're mm-hmm. constantly jumping back and forth because otherwise we're not going to care about characters that, well, we don't really care about because we don't really get to know them. Mm-hmm. And a, a flashback exposition is not going to make you care about right. that character, mm-hmm. you know, and we get to see some of these flashbacks, mm-hmm. but again, you know, it's, it's so breakneck. There's so much stuff going on. In fact, there are three different, and I would say three and a half, maybe even four comics, uh, series that they pull stuff out of for this, oh, wow. uh-huh. for this one movie. Yeah. And so, again, you know, it's like nothing lasts longer than five minutes. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say that I hate the movie. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, God, never see this movie. I don't know if this is a movie to go to the theater to see. This mm-hmm. might be a stay at home and watch yeah, it on. And, that, and that's fine. I mean, I, I still recommend it. I still, the good outweighs the bad in it. Yeah. It's just very fast. You're right. It's very fast paced. And be prepared to feel like you just binge watched a series. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's so much stuff going on. And when... You know, when you're in a scene, like I said, there's a lot of great scenes in there, a lot mm-hmm. of great stuff happening. It's just you have a very tangent, you know, very tertiary connection between mm-hmm. scenes. Again, it's it's like speed dating. It's like mm-hmm. just when you're getting to like something, okay, it's over and time, to, time mm-hmm. for the next one. And But there was something different that I personally can't remember seeing in a movie. Uh, what turns out to be the changeling, and uh, mm-hmm. he's this big CGI character. Yeah. Okay, he speaks in this kind of Cockney British accent, and I was telling I was telling my friend Tara about it. I said, and he talks so fast, and she kind of kind of did a double take and looked at me. She's like, "What do you mean?" And 
because characters, you know, that are like that, big, you know, monstery characters, you know, up until a couple of years ago were puppets. So they had to talk slow so you can intonate what they were saying. Right. And move, and move all the pieces and get the, right. all the hardware in there working. Well, now that we have CGI, they can talk fast. So that was, I had realized that that's really the first time I've seen that in a character like that. Um, yeah. I guess I could think about oh, like the Jadoon in uh, in Doctor Who. Right. You know, like the way they're they're all puppetry and they're really cool Jim Henson like you know creatures. Right. But they speak slower than like a human would, and yeah. speak clearer than a human would, so that you can get all that intonation and you can yeah. feel you can feel the characters' emotions. But you still got that in this character. Yeah. Now a lot of people. A lot of reviewers have talked about the CGI in this movie and how it sometimes misses the mark. And it is very 90 CGI and mm-hmm. not in a good way. Some of the CGI is it's stuff that you expect from a movie in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were cutting corners, I, I, mm-hmm. I think. And I, I get that. Let's be honest. Even the first two of the Hellboy movies, the Del Toro mm-hmm. films... You know, they weren't blazing successes by any stretch of the imagination. David Harbour, he was a, he was great. Mm-hmm. I, I loved him as Hellboy. And I, I, I sat and thought about it as to, because, I mean, he is the one character you really have time to care about. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, kind of questioned myself, as, was that David Harbour who was able to do that? Or was the first two Del Toro movies carrying carrying most of the, the baggage for that? But... I don't think so. I think da- I mean David Harbour. I think he was great as he was. Hellboy. He, he I would love Hellboy. to see another Hellboy movie, but I'd like to see it again. And we talked about this last week about how it seemed like that there was some conflicts, you know, of different groups of people, you know, wanting different things out of the movie. Mm-hmm. A real reason why there was this comparison with Suicide Squad because of the fact that you did have two different houses editing this movie. You know, they had individual cuts, their own cuts of the movie, mm-hmm. and they got crammed together into one movie. Yeah. And that's why the editing there was as choppy as it was. Oh, yeah. But, and I think... Like, if I could have cut out, you know, the fight with the clandestine society and got more of this character toward the end, I would have loved that, you know, that kind of thing. It's yeah. Like why he, you know, again, like you said, he was there and then he was gone. I was like, but he's, he's him. He's who he is. I don't want to spoil it. Right. No, really, honestly, it's a great thing to go see, but really brush up on your fairy tale lore, you know, and your Arthurian legends. Yeah, because there's uh, a King lot. King Arthur, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that the audience is kind of expected to know. Right. And scenes don't have the time to really, you know, unless it's unless it's a flashback mm-hmm. where they'll give you a, a two or three minute flashback to basically say, okay, this is why you need to care about this character well, this is why this character cares about this character. Uh, there's a reason for right. that. But, I mean, some of the things that happen, you know, you don't get any kind of a uh, any kind of a background on it at all. And you just kind of have to go with the flow. So, if you uh, manage your uh, expectations on this movie, which if you've read any of the reviews, I figure you probably are going to manage your expectations. Yeah. Because, again, you're not... It hasn't done the best in the reviews, and of course, this last week's box office wasn't the best. It came in third uh, after Shazam, which was number one again, mm-hmm. and rightfully sh- uh, so. And then there was a movie called Little, 
Yeah, which is kind of like the opposite of uh, Shazam, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's the opposite of big, exactly. It's somebody who wants to be a kid again and becomes a kid again. Right. So, uh -huh. so strangely enough, the top two spots the last week were, mm -hmm. in a sense, derivatives of, the, of a Tom Hanks movie. Yep. The, so they're, or vice versa. Or, exactly. Uh, so, or, um, what's the? I can't think of it. Zac Efron was in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Right. I just don't remember the name of it either. Mm -hmm. So Hellboy, I, I wanted to like it more than I did. And I enjoyed, like I said, individual scenes. I enjoyed it. I mean, mm -hmm. as a, as a movie in total, it, the pacing and the way the story develops, it doesn't quite work. But on the other hand, you know, like I said, when, when it's good, it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's. It's like going to the buffet, you know, it's like a little bit of this and it's, I really enjoyed this, but you know, don't get attached to it because we go have to go to the next thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a great sampler platter, I think, of yeah, what a great Hellboy one. movie would be. A series. It, yeah. yeah. If, if they had made this into, you know, if Netflix had picked it up or, you know, even Amazon or Hulu and done a Hellboy series, this is exactly what I want. Yep. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. it, it does. I mean, I think that's a really good description. It's mm -hmm. a, it is a series that was basically crushed into, into less than yeah into yeah. into a movie in less than two hours, and yeah, a lot of the things that happened if they'd had time to breathe and to develop, mm -hmm. they'd have been amazing. Yeah, you missed out on your monster of the week. You know, yeah. you didn't get to learn about your lore. Like that, you didn't get a library scene of Hellboy sitting down reading about changelings and uh, or talking to the clandestine society about the giants. You know, right? Uh, you got two sentences. Oh yeah, they come around every now and then. Yeah, but. I mean, there's a research scene, but again, it lasts two minutes mm -hmm. and then it's gone. Right. You know, so again, you know, I, I think we both can agree that you know, even though we both enjoyed the film, mm -hmm. you know, and I w didn't regret going to see it, and neither did you. I mean, certainly the uh, criticisms that have been leveled to this movie. They're justified. They're, they're definitely yeah. justified. And I hope that this is not the last we see of Dave Harbour as yeah. Hellboy. Because I think, again, I, his performance was amazing. And, and even the characters that we did get... I want to see more of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see some of them. You yeah. Know. <laughs> Daniel Day Kim, who, you know, he's always good. He was in Lost and Hawaii Five-O and Angel. And yeah. his character, we, we get a little bit of him. We learn a little bit. And we get to see him do his thing. And it's awesome. You know, I want more of him. And even yeah. the, the girl, the young girl, I want to see more of her. Yeah. More than the five minutes we got each right. time, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. So uh, definitely, if you've not seen Shazam yet. Check out Shazam. As far as Hellboy's concerned, like I said, a lot of great scenes in it. I don't know necessarily if this is a you need to go to the theater to see it. This may be one of those uh, wait for a rental. And like uh, Mandy said, yeah, definitely uh, know a little bit of your homework. Yeah, because you, there's a lot of if you love your your King Arthur, your your Merlin, your your Sword in the Stone stuff, yeah. you know you're gonna love this. You know if you've read your Green Fairy book or your your Red Fairy book and uh, right and Queen Mab, you know yeah you'll and love it. yeah definitely and also definitely go through and read some of the comic books as well because there. Are, there's one character in particular that's the cameos. I don't want to go mm -hmm. into two, who's a, a really big deal if you've read the comics. But if you never read the comics, you have no clue about this character mm -hmm. whatsoever. And so it'll go completely over your head if you don't know who they are. Yeah. But So read the comics as well. But it may be worth a home rental. But at the same time, there's a lot of great stuff in there. Sometimes covered up with not the best CGI. Yeah, there's a lot of little 
bits of things in this movie that are that are really enjoyable and definitely worth a view. So, And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 63 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging J production. <laughs>